Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I am super pumped that you are here today hanging out with me and my friend, uh, as you saw in the title, Josh Bagby, as uh, we have a fantastic conversation. I know that because it was pre-recorded <laughs> before this, but guys, uh, it is uh, so much fun talking to agents from all over the country and hearing their story and what they do and how they do it well. And I just, uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. My my new sponsor here at Manscaped has already got some great feedback already from Manscaped. You know, they are the best in below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. <laughs> and, I, and I love saying it because it's so funny. And they sent me some products not too long ago, and I've gotten to to use these products, and they are absolutely phenomenal. Manscaped uh, has a performance package, and it is absolutely incredible that you get so much stuff in this package, and you get 20% off for using the code MAYOR, M-A-Y-O-R. You just go to manscaped.com, search around, find what you want, put it in your basket. When you go to checkout, just type in that code. M-A-Y-O-R, and you get 20% off. Guys, join over 7 million men worldwide who've trusted Manscaped with this offer, and it is made exclusively for you, the insurance town citizens. And uh, I really want you to take advantage of that. And also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, they are a phenomenal partner of the show, and we're going to uh, continue in this partnership. And uh, I've got some uh, some great guests coming on to talk to you about that, too. They are the fastest growing agency network for a reason. And I want you to go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out, whether you're looking for market access, looking for a partner to come help you in your agency, looking to uh, add commercial lines, personal lines. Uh, they also have ENS division. It's just top-notch, smartchoiceagents.com. And uh, also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, they've been with me from the jump. Uh, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Get you a demo. Uh, they are phenomenal. Uh, Canopy Connect is your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. And when you're talking about your customer experience and your customer journey and, and getting those quotes back as quickly as possible, whether you're working with a referral partner, you can set up customizable links for them, or you're just uh, sending a link from your agency to your prospect. It is so simple and it's so easy. Use canopy.com backslash Heath. Check that out. And uh, I'm going to get out of the way here in a minute uh, so you can be introduced to my friend, Josh Bagby from Providence Insurance Advisors. Uh, he has done some great things and he's grown so rapidly uh, from the captive to the independent and what he's doing over there, you're going to want to hear this. It's just a fun, simple conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Josh Bagby. Josh Bagby, what's going on, my brother? What's up, dude? What How are you are doing? You? Good, man. Well, you got to hit, got all the little insurance guys saying, so I'm living the dream, faking it till I make it, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the dog's cute and all, but I don't know about this whole Georgia thing you got going on with this whole. You don't like the wrinkles? Uh, you don't like those cute little wrinkles, man? <laughs> now, is that like the fifth one, or is that a poster like the third, or which one's Bro, that? I one? think we're on. I think we're on ten. I think we're on Ugga, right. Ugga X. Which one's that one? I don't know, man. The one that's on top right now, baby, back to back. <laughs> 
Hey, y'all had a heck of a year, man. Heck it's, of a year. Uh, heck of a couple years, man. Yeah, uh, dude. It's, I didn't think anybody would overtake Alabama, but you guys have climbed the mountain. It's um, it's a special time to be a dog. Uh, you know, we've yeah. had 41 years in between national championships, so um, yeah, dude. I'm not a big gloater, but, yeah, I've been gloating the last couple of years, man. Yeah, I definitely understand that completely. Uh, and, and I love at least it's SEC. So if someone's going right. to you know, topple the mountain, then I'm glad it's someone staying in an SEC. So, and like I said, I lived in uh, Georgia for a couple of years, so um, I, I'm there. Uh, I can understand that. Um, so, well, I married a uh, I married a Bammer. She oh. to Alabama. Uh, what's funny is we ended up going. We went to rival high schools. We didn't know each other in high school, but so we rival high schools and rival colleges. And so it's been a great couple of years just for me to have bragging rights in my own house, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go we uh um, we started dating at the end of 2008 right and yeah. uh it was my senior year of college and we played alabama that year and we blacked them out supposedly and scott cochran had a famous line that you know you wear black to funerals and we you know said georgia's wearing wearing black because it's their own funeral and it was it was just an awful game <laughs> but we went on a nice little run um katie and i have or alabama and georgia played each other like eight times in the time that we've been together and we were oh for eight and so finally finally yeah. we broke through there you go yeah and so that's pretty awesome i uh i do love that so a uh, big uh big football guy myself but uh since we're you know not on uh football town podcast so we're on the insurance town podcast we'll go with the and let's do a little walk down memory lane with you before we get too far off into football we'll talk some insurance a little bit yeah, man. No. So I was a, I was a captive agent at a, like a farm bureau type setup here in Georgia. Um, and for 11 years, I was a finance major at Georgia thinking, you know, my dad was in banking at SunTrust. Uh, I guess it's uh, like in Truist Bank now is what it is. Um, and so I go into my senior year kind of upper level finance classes, right? When Lehman Brothers failed, Bear Stearns, all these banks started collapsing. And I'm looking at it. I had one professor tell us we all needed to go change our major. That was my my eight o'clock guy. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, man, I'm a senior year. It's like, man, I, I don't want to be in school anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm gonna ride it out. So I go to my 1030. And the guy's like, man, it's all cyclical. You know, give it seven years and we'll be right back humming. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to trust this guy a little more. Still have my dad with the contacts at the bank. I was going to get into it. No big deal. Um, And then my dad got hit with the third round of layoffs in in the banking world at SunTrust. And so I lost all my contacts. And then come to find out there was one job per 75 college graduates that year, um, just in general, just a terrible market to be trying to get into. Had a bunch of friends go to law school, grad school, all that kind of stuff. Um, I needed to make some money and, uh, only companies that would call me for interviews were insurance companies. So I was like, man, okay. I don't know anything about insurance. I was at the, you know, the university of Georgia has got like the number two insurance program in the world. <laughs> Your boy didn't sign up for that one. So I was like, man, that would have been a good move. Um, but so I, I started taking these, it was like group interviews for, you know, just absolute pyramid scheme type setup things. And <laughs> my, my wife and I just started dating. I knew her dad was in insurance at some point, you know, at some level. And so I started talking to him. He was like, Hey, look, you know, if you're going to work for an insurance company, you need to work for alpha. And I was like, who is alpha? Like I had no clue, man. They, you know, real small branding in Georgia for alpha. So um, he set me up to talk to a couple agents here locally. And I, uh, as to work as an associate agent. Uh, so I went to work for a guy, um, 
great dude, you know, taught me a lot. Um, but uh, it was tough, you know, just selling in general. I wasn't in my hometown. It was kind of the next town over. It was kind of old school. We didn't take credit cards, didn't have e-sign, that kind of thing. So hard to get some traction going. Uh, and then the agency in my hometown, the guy put in a two-week notice to retire right before Christmas. And um, my wife, come to find out, my wife's dad uh, was over Georgia and then later Mississippi for Alpha as kind of their RVP. Um, and he came to me and he said, hey, you know, we got this agency open that's literally two miles from the house you grew up in. We need somebody to man the the computer systems. He said, you have no idea what you're doing. I was like, yeah, no, I get it, man. I have no clue. And he goes, just man the man the desk until we can find somebody in there. And uh, we just hit the ground running and just kind of <clears throat> what the only thing I was ever good at athletically was that you couldn't make me quit and I was going to outwork you. And that's just how I, I, I transferred that over to insurance and just kind of grinded it out. I mean, you'd be there at eight, nine o'clock at night. I didn't know the answers to any questions. I'd write it down. I'd call the 1-800 number. I'd figure it out, call them back. And you just kind of trial by fire, drink a water out of a fire hose, all that good stuff, man. And um, and, and it worked, man. So we were there for 11 years. Um, and it was, it was a good run. It got to the point where kind of that model was capped out. And I was 32, I'm 35 now. Um, and I'm looking at it going, man, I, I can't be, that drive was still there and my income was capped. And I'm like, man, I can't be, nobody had ever scaled an agency there beyond what we had had scaled it to already. Um, couldn't staff, couldn't, didn't have the product offering. And so that's where I started running down the independent option. Um, did spent a couple of years doing research on that, trying to figure out the best aggregator group, you know, go direct, do whatever you want to do, go work for somebody, buy into one. Just a lot of different things that that I wanted to, to kind of flesh out before we we pulled the trigger here. Um, did that uh, April 1st of 2021 was kind of our official launch date. And uh, so we're coming up on, you know, this thing's being recorded on the March 29th. So this weekend will be two years for us, man. And it has been a wild two years of fun, um, just absolutely no regrets, no, no regrets at all. And um, just kind of sky's the limit right here. And I'm at this point, we've blown through every goal that I could have ever imagined. And I'm honestly, I'm struggling trying to figure out what, what to set a, a goal at now. Um, I think everybody needs a goal and a number to shoot for, or, you know, something to where every decision that you make is tailored to get you to that point. So even if you get kind of off, as long as your your kind of ladder of decisions lead you back to the right spot, you'll end up where you're going or you at least get really, really close. Um, it's kind of the way I've, I've lived my life. And um, I, I'm just, I am, I'm, I'm excited to be sitting here going, man, we have a lot of, lot of options in front of us um, and uh, just try not to screw it up, brother. Just keep it between the ditches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was impressed with is, you know, as I've, you know, gone through and, and looked around on your website, you and I have talked a little bit and, you know, to be at 10 employees or so in a matter of two years, that's some growth, brother. And uh, I, I can only imagine just doing the math of what that looks like revenue wise and premium wise. That's, that's some pretty, Pretty solid growth there. So what do you attribute so much of that to? Branding. Um, yeah. You know, and I think insurance is a self-cleansing business. And if you don't do the right thing by the customer and for your employees, you're going to you're gonna get found out. And so that was the biggest thing for me. If, if you didn't have the right rate, you didn't have the right policy, send them down the road to somebody that can help them. And they always end up coming back. And so just kind of that 11 years of building that up. Um, I brought my CSR that I'd had for four or five years at the end there at the other agency. She came with me 
it was funny because like I didn't know if I could pay her. I didn't know, you right. know making a good living and making zero, man. Um, and then I had a buddy that used to have uh, an agency with the same company. He got into something else. I hit him up. I was like, man, are you still licensed? Like, do you want to come do this thing with me? So they, you know, had had the faith and, and trust in me that that where we were going and what we were building was going to be pretty awesome. And um, and it has having those two people behind me and just kind of that that faith support from my wife and, and the family, having my father in law to lean on. He's since retired from that company as well. Um, it is, man. It's just uh, when you've got responsibilities and you have kind of no safety net, it's amazing what you can figure out how to do. Um, and then just talk, going from a branding standpoint and treating people right from middle school on up, those relationships. So there's a couple guys I went to high school with, um, even ended up coaching one Little League football later. But uh, their mom is a phenomenal commercial producer and was at a, an agency here locally for 20 years. And she was a little frustrated with the way things were going there. She wanted to come over. Boom, here we are. Next thing you know, we get the actual Georgia Farm Bureau agent, um, agent of the year from 2021. She's frustrated with how things are going there. She wants to come over. So, I mean, I got some heavy hitters, man, over here. And I'm, again, I'm, I'm kind of trying to transition out of a producer role and just into, into a management type thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Attracting the right people, um, believing in what we're doing and doing the right thing. And it, it never fails, man. Yeah. When you talk about, you know, branding and, and I love how you talk about, you know, the way you, you treat people and things like that. But I'm interested to know from, you know, if you could tell me the quick story of tell me, you know, tell the audience that doesn't know the name of the agency and how you came up with that. Yeah, man. So it's Providence and I ran down a lot of cool stuff. Um, Providence, when you Google it, uh, it, it it's God's, God's direction for your life and just trusting that that everything that he's doing in your life is for a reason. And that's, that was where, that was where the leap of faith to even jump into the independent world came from. So it felt perfect. And I mean, when I tell you that everything that has happened in the last two years falls under some, some divine plan that I could have no part of it, it, the name is perfect. Um, And the second bullet point on Providence is um, timely preparation for future eventualities. And I was like, man, if that's not insurance, I don't know what is. So right. It was, it was no, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I got to, I'm going to have to copyright my name, man. Nobody be stealing that. Cause it's, it's almost too good. Yeah, no, it's pretty solid with, you know, when I first heard of, you know, you and the Providence, you know, I was thinking Providence, Rhode Island, I was thinking Providence, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, once, you know, and I, you know, growing up in church and a former minister, I knew, you know, God's providence. I was like, maybe that's what it is. I'll ask him when I get on the show. So exactly, pretty awesome, man. Uh, I love that. So anyhow, going back to the branding and, you know, you've got 10 people now and you're continuing to grow, you know, talk to me about, you know, what you've done, if you've done anything differently or what you've done to help get, you know, some of this growth, you know, facilitated. Yeah. So, I mean, at the captive agency, I would get bored around the holidays. You know how it kind of slows down. Nobody wants to talk to the insurance guy, <laughs> November, December. Um, I hawked gym equipment that I bought from China uh, for a while. I made a website, got a nice cease and desist from, from a, a certain workout thing manufacturer. That was fun. I, I was going to write a book one time. I was going to start a podcast one time. You know, just all this. I've I, I constantly got to be doing something. And then Facebook was pushing groups at you know two three years ago and so i was like man you know what i'll start a group we'll see see what happens uh so pulled the trigger on that in october of 2019 um called it cherokee connect and it i wanted it to be a way you you get people moving to town right and you want to be the local 
you want to be the mayor, man. You want to be the mayor of insurance town. You want to be the mayor of your own town. And people would ask, hey, I need a handyman. I got some light fixtures that are awful in this house I bought. Who do you know? I need some new tires on my truck. You know, who, oh, yeah. who who's the guy for that? So I was like, man, I'm going to put all my little network in a Facebook group. And then I can just add people to it. And they kind of get the good old boy discount as from, from the yeah. people I know. So I put them in there, man. I was thinking a couple hundred people. By the end of the week, we had like 2,500 people in this Facebook group, man. That's fantastic. And then by the end of the month, it was like 5,000. And I was like, holy crap, this is a lot of people. Um, and then had a friend reach out to me and she said, uh, she goes, hey, do you know about this, the school lunch debt? I was like, school lunch debt? I was like, what is that? And I said, they got free lunch, they have reduced lunch, and then they have the regular lunch price or whatever. Um, so she said, yeah, but the reduced lunch kids can still incur a debt and they get a cheese sandwich in a brown paper bag. I was like, wow. I'm like, well, what can we do about that? She goes, you think you could post that in a group and see if anybody want to kind of pitch in and see if we can pay off a, a school or two's lunch debt? I'm like, all right. So, you know, Cherokee County here has got 300,000 people in it. School system's got 40,000 kids in it. Um, yeah. And it was like 2,500 bucks of what this debt was. And kids are getting brown paper sacks or they're not eating because they're embarrassed at this brown paper sack. Right. Yeah, so for sure. I tossed it up in the group. I had it I threw it in like, hey, when you pick your kids up, why don't you just drop a $100 bill in the cafeteria or something and tell them to put it on the kids that need it, that kind of thing. Um, so I threw it up. Two hours later, we had $2,500 knocked out, and I had a certified check headed to the to the nice. nutrition office for the county. I was, and so that's kind of where the power of the thing hit me of like, man, this is a – now, I, I personally think we're in a special, special community right here, people that really care. As big as it is, it's still held on to that kind of small-town feel. Uh, feels like you're about two people away from knowing everybody in the county, that yeah. kind of two degrees of Kevin Bacon. Um, and so it just kept growing. That you know, the newspaper writes an article about it. There's all the stuff. And so the, the group just kept growing and growing and growing, man. And that's come up several times. You got um, just like trying to keep connecting those people that that would otherwise not know who to reach out to. We had a, a special needs horseback riding, like a therapeutic horseback riding camp. They had a tree blocking their trail and these kids weren't able to ride anymore throw it up in the group an hour and a half later there's a dude there with a chainsaw and a tractor dragging this thing out of the way um you get just the most it's, it's great to find a good restaurant recommendation that kind of thing but really when there's a need in the community avoiding the red tape of honestly being a mayor having a like a true government title you can put it in there and we can have that thing done in no time at all and just the the willingness of the community to come together like that um, is it a good brander for us? Yes, because my name's at the top of it and kind of every post that we do, people know what we do as far as insurance goes, but that's not, I'm not pitching insurance in there much at all. I think still to this day, I've had like less than 10, 15 posts over the course of three years about insurance. Um, and it's it's now grown to over 70,000 people in this Facebook wow. group, man. So like, but again, I think anybody that's wanting to do that, I highly encourage you to to start a Facebook group like that, but you can't go into it with a mindset of trying to sell insurance. You got to go into it with keep the focus on the community, keep pushing what they're, what they're needing. So now we focus on businesses, obviously small business is a passion of mine. Want to push business to the, to the little man as, as much as I can keep it out of the big national companies advertising. So you're able to connect with, with those, the good old boy discount guys in there. 
But then with the 70,000 people, we let, you know, nonprofits come in there and post about 5Ks if they need peanut butter at the food pantry, all that kind of stuff. Now they have this platform for people that they don't have sales teams, marketing budgets, all that kind of stuff. But now with a click of a button, you can communicate with 70,000 people that are all within about 10 miles of where your, your nonprofit's at. That's a powerful thing, man. And so that's that's been my little passion project. But, yeah. you know, I mean, did it help me get the word out of, of hey, I made a change as far as insurance goes? Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, that was that was going to come natural. And it's just honestly, that, that's the good part of social media to me. Sure. Um, there's a lot of crap out there on social media, as we all know. But when you can kind of highlight and there's crap in the group, too, man, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, 95 percent of it is is pretty awesome. It That's a just a fun thing to watch, man. Fun thing to, uh, to facilitate. Yeah, I can imagine. So, and I imagine that a lot of people use that group to get out certain things, as you mentioned, and that's really cool. And I, you know, I imagine there's probably other insurance agents in there too. So, but to know oh, there are, man. And that's, you know, people are like, well, how come, uh, how come, uh, you let other insurance people in there? Like, why don't you block? I'm like, man, that's, they're part of the community too, man. I'm not exactly. I mean, there's, if competition something you're worried about, this is the wrong industry to be in. No, you're exactly right. And I think that, you know, one of the big things that I, that I talk about uh, on this podcast and throughout my coaching and consulting is being involved in the community. And again, whether it's a Facebook post, whether it is uh, being involved in the community, whether it's um, anything that has to do with building relationships and growing, I think you have to come at it from a community mindset first instead of insurance, 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 insurance. And I even make the joke of like those agencies that you see. And if you're one of those, you know, whatever, but that'll post like happy 4th of July. Have you bought your insurance yet? Or Merry Christmas, buy insurance from the Providence group. And I think that that is uh, maybe 2007 was okay, but in 2023, I, I think you got the wrong crowd you're trying to go after. You're never going to get anywhere with that kind of post. You're never, that man. kind of message in the community. No, you're not. It just, it, it comes across used car salesman E, you know, that's, that's the way it feels to me when I see posts like that. And I get it. There's a lot of carriers pushing. They want you to use their content and that kind of stuff, but that's what it is. And it's, I'm not going to post just to post. Uh, right. There needs to be some sort of value added with with what I'm posting or what I'm what I'm telling you. Yeah. And so have you parlayed any of that success on Facebook over to LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, no, that honestly the Facebook group keeps us busy enough. And then now at the size we're at, it's just it's referrals and it's starting to snowball from a referral standpoint. Um yeah. where it, it we're kind of once you hit that critical mass, I, I really think kind of, you know, two million in premium is when you can start feeling you got enough clients under your book or under your, under your belt to kind of start feeling the the momentum of referrals. And then now, you know, we're beyond that. And it's just, it, it's starting to, to roll. So the kind of this, this thing we got going on, not really a podcast, not really a Ted talk type thing, but um, it, it's at a facility that has video capability and all that, and really trying to rip down some, some content for it to be able to pump it out. So that, yes, we do have a strategy hasn't been implemented yet to know if it works. No. Yeah. So to get to the, you know, where you're at now, as far as revenue wise and premium wise and staff wise, has your approach been uh, strictly uh, referral based? I mean, obviously growing it, you couldn't really, but 
was it more cold calling and, you know, getting out into business or was it, you know, what was your, what was your strategy there? And what are you doing now as far as those listening to say, man, to get to where he's at in two years, what did he do to get new business in the door? What was your strategy there? Uh, that So it was, it was a long play, man. So I realized early on that, like I said, Alpha had very little market share and brand recognition in my community. Uh, my, my personal name had more recognition locally than, than the brand did. So I, I use that as my brand. I hit the ground running with yeah. that and just kind of, you know, you see people with insurance guy after their, their Facebook name or their, you know, whatever in, the, in their handles. And I, I didn't want to do that, but I, that was kind of the brand I was going after to where I wanted you to think of insurance when you thought of me and anything I could do to, to do that, always going to be there to yeah. help you out. Um, and that has transitioned well, you know, that was 10, 11 years in the making. And then once we hit the ground running with this and I'm able to help more people, you know, your quote to bond ratio on the independent side is, is four times what it is as a, as a captain. And so that's where the growth came from so fast, but it was, I made one post in the Facebook group, you know, attorney approved. I ran it by them before I even posted it, just to make sure I didn't violate a non-solicit. That's the thing, man. We just, we're right now passing my non-solicit. So I, I didn't call any old customers, nothing. They, if you brand it well enough and you let them know where you're at, they'll they'll find you as long as you've done the right thing for them for the past however long you've been dealing with them. Um, and it was that. And then when it started rolling, people started referring it because we were absolutely killing their rates. And um, it's it's just an easy, if you make the process nice and simple for them through technology um, to where it's not a pain in the butt to have to move their policies and communicate with you then uh, it just makes life for them easy. And then they, they do, they tell people about it. And, and that's, that's where the sweet spot is, is to treat people well enough and to give them a smooth enough customer experience that they want to tell people about you. Um, and uh, the, mo the more that you can automate things, uh, the better it makes you look and the smoother it goes for the client. And then it just leads to more referrals, man. So there's, there's no secret bullet to this thing, man. There's no tech stack that's perfect. There's no um, magic carrier that you got to go out and you've got to have that contract in your local community. It's just if you do the right thing by the client, man, and then just, um, you know, do we promote things in there? Yeah, but it's always hey, this is what I'm seeing in the market. Um, this is These are some coverage items that you may not know about. Uh, there's a, a carrier that is notorious for leaving off water backup and building code and you know extended replacement costs. And so I made a post about that, man, and we ended up with probably 50 leads in the next two days over that just from, from trying to trying to do a good job for people and just be useful for them, even if they're not my client, man. We are at a mid-roll, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't wait uh, for you guys to check out uh, CoverDesk. If you're looking to add employees, if you're looking to add staff, if you're looking to offload some tasks from your current staff, CoverDesk is the way to go. They are your uh, premier and incredible solution for virtual assistants, and that's been a big buzzword for the last several years, and CoverDesk is one of the early uh, providers of that, and they continue to still grow and continue to add so much value to agencies all across the country. Uh, they're doing some amazing things over there in the Philippines, and they connect to your staff, and they become a part of your agency, and the the fabric of your customer experience, they are phenomenal. Whether you need one or two, or you need a whole team approach with CoverDesk Direct, go to CoverDesk.com, check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so proud that you did. I'm going to get out of the way and let's get back to the show.
So yeah, you talk about the customer experience, the customer journey, whatever you want to call that. Uh, do you guys have you know a specific journey that's consistent throughout? You know that you guys follow, and if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what that looks like, yeah, if no, I were no. to come in the door, buy insurance, what does that look like? Yeah, so a lot of times, you know, I'm on my phone all the time. It's Facebook messages, it's it's texts, it's it's calls, it's emails. And, you know, for us, you know, um, having somebody sit there and read their VIN number off to you is awful uh, for you, for them, everything. And so we we'll talk to them. We kind of tell them what to expect, what what's going to happen. And we'll drop them a, uh, a link to InsureGrid. We use InsureGrid. Can, uh, Canopy Connect is another similar one like that. Um, they both it's both are great services and it it makes our life so much easier on the front end to where you send them the link. Tell them, hey, it is going to ask you your name and password, but this is all it's doing. It doesn't save that for us. And it helps me match your coverage up apples to apples. Everybody loves making sure it's the exact same thing. They think that the agent they have now did exactly what they need to do. So we'll go through, pulls all the VIN numbers, driver's license numbers, you know, ask some underwriting questions and does everything on the front end for you in like 90 seconds and makes it so easy for them. Now it comes in our email queue and goes to all the producers and the first one available. It doesn't have like a rotation. It's if you're available to quote it right then, take it, quote it, and get back to them. So then we use Agency Zoom is who our CRMs for. We plug it into Agency Zoom. As soon as the email goes out, it sends them a text says, hey, you know, a lot of times when you're sending an email, it's got a PDF on it. It's going to hit your spam. So the text just re, you know, reinforces that. Hey, that should be in your inbox. If not, check your spam. Should be there. Let us know. And then it just goes into a follow-up drip campaign, man, like anything else. Um, and then when they go to bind it, again, the Insure Grid Canopy Connect thing makes it so easy because you've got the mortgage company name. You've got the loan number. You've got the finance companies on the vehicles. You've got all that stuff in there. You've got maybe some hidden drivers that you need to ask about that they didn't tell you about. They, you've got, you know, it gives you an, an opportunity to, if that agent didn't do a good job for them and didn't add coverages that you think are valuable that they don't know anything about, but you do, now you can go into a, a video proposal lay it out side by side. And I'm not bashing other agents, but I'll just point it out. Hey, you don't have this now. We added it here. We're still saving you a couple hundred bucks. This is what this coverage does. Um, and personally, the video proposal is a time saver for me because it keeps me from having to type up a, a 25 minute email to frame out everything. And I can give you a, a four minute video proposal, send it to you, makes me look like a rock star. Now if like, hey, I need to run this by my husband. I need to run it by my wife. Now you just send them the video. Everybody's on the same page, man. And it saves follow-up call after follow-up call. Um, and the next thing you know, they're going, well, what do I do now? I said, man, we're just down to payment info and I'll send you the east side. Like it's it's so smooth um, when you have all that information on the front end. Um, now are you using Loom? Are you using Vidyard? Are you Loom, using- man. It's, yeah. it's uh, I think my website even had the ability to do it. Um, but Loom, it's got the desktop icon. You hit it, it records it. It's 10 bucks a month, man. Like it's a, it's a no brainer. Um, and no, you can, you're exactly right. Uh, I love that. And you can track the stats on them. Who opened it, it, when they opened yeah. it, why, how long they, they watched it on there. Yeah, you can do. And you always know the people that didn't watch the video because they'll hit you back with a question. You're like, well, you know, at the two minute mark here, I explained the whole thing for you. Um, it's, I've only had to do that a couple of times, but you can embed a GIF in the email so that they know that there is a video there to watch. It's not like a, a link that it just looks really, really good, man. Um, yeah, but I, 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 like I would it, encourage yeah. that. That's been the biggest difference maker. I'm telling you, my close rate when I do those is 90, 95%, man. Um, 
Yeah. And I think that's, that's crucial in, uh, in knowing how long to make those, when to make them, what to, what to share, what not to share. Seven minutes or less. Yep. There you go. Uh, I had a story. I think I was a guy on the show one time and he was telling me about sending a loom out and he kept getting these emails that would say, you know, it's been watched, been watched, end up being like 47 people, 47 times in like a matter of a day or two. And he called the prospect after they bowed and was like, what happened? 47 times you had to watch it? Because no, I sent it to all my family members. I sent it to all my friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. So then he was like, can I call all So he reached out to all of them and wrote like another 10 or 12 from that. Yep. You know, so you can even track that kind of stuff. It's it's, it's pretty. You know where I got that from? So I'm. One of the things I like to do is from podcasts and and Instagram people and all that, I'll follow, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Grant Cardone, you know, whether you like them or not, they're, they're really good at what they do in, in their world. And you listen to it. And I'm always thinking like, how can I kind of parlay this into insurance? Like what is Grant Cardone doing selling, you know, real estate, you know, buying properties and all that? How can I make this something insurance related. And he did, he hit on the video proposal thing. There was something in Florida. I think he's in California and there were like 28 other people trying to buy this portfolio of properties. And he was like, I know the broker knows all these other people trying to buy this stuff, but he doesn't know me. He said, how can I get him to know me? And I don't have time to get to Florida, uh, even on his private jet or whatever, you know, he goes into how, how awesome he is. And uh, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send a video proposal. And he said he sent the first one and he saw him watch it. And then he calls him up. And then he said uh, it it was another three, four, five, six people watched it. He said, I know I got the deal, man. He said they um, he said they're showing it to the whole board. And I know exactly who's getting it. And he he closed the deal, you know, according to him. But we'll see (laughs) who knows. But it worked, man. I'm telling you, the video proposal thing makes a difference. Yeah, it does make a difference. So you got the video proposal. Now, do you have anything once they have bound with you and they're a customer throughout the year? Do they get anything from? I try not to touch them a whole lot. Um, again, on the kind of the fake post stuff, I don't want to touch you unless there's meaning. I want it when I call you or when I need right. something from you, I want there to be, you know, not urgency, but something, something special about it. I do, you know, we'll send a Christmas card. Okay. There you you go. know, we with, with the picture of all our families instead yep. of sending, hard copy Christmas cards. We took that money and went and, and sponsored a whole bunch of kids for Christmas. <laughs> when you look at how much money you spend on Christmas cards and how many gifts you can buy for kids, kind of my, like like I said, in the community that cares about community, that was big for us. Got so much feedback on that being a great decision. I'm, I'm glad we did that. We'll do that going forward. Um, but no, they, they immediately get an email with pictures of our service team ladies on it. Say, hey, yeah. Thank you for working with me. I'm not always available, but hey, we got a staff here to take care of you. We got 10 people here that can all answer your question. Half of them have been licensed longer than I have. They all know what they're doing. Here they are. Here's the service distribution email list so that that we can all take care of you as fast as we possibly can. So just kind of setting that expectation and just kind of coaching them up on how we can best serve them. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of uh, the the customer journey is huge. You talked about technology and using automation and you got video you're using. You know, one of the things we talked about beforehand, I just, you know, I'll kind of say the same thing of like, how do you expect the industry to change as it regards to, you know, insure tech or insurance, you know, technology and things of that nature? Man, you, you better lean into it. If you're, you know, the average age of an agent, something like 58, 59 years old right now, and I think we're going to rapidly see those people exit the market because 
they're they're opposed to kind of leaning into some technology. Um, so the faster you can adopt that, uh, all the you know the carriers are all leaning into it. Whether it's you know the telematic stuff in cars, some of them are are going away from it already. Um, you know you got Openly, you got Branch, you got some of these other companies. I, I sit on a national council for Openly. Uh, I have no idea how I conned my way onto this thing, man. They they reached out to me. And we were a year in, and uh, when they first came to Georgia, I thought this thing was was sorcery that I'm dealing with. You plug that thing in, <laughs> right? Easy it is to get a quote. It's like you tell me your name, birthday, and address, and I'm gonna get you a whole home quote in like ten seconds. It blows my mind, man. But that yeah. kind of being on that council was awesome, and seeing behind the scenes and how an insure tech works. Um, having been on the farm bureau side and been in a lot of corporate meetings with them and kind of understanding on in different committees and everything there and seeing how slow and just kind of old school that model is. And that I, I feel like that's probably a pretty traditional carrier mindset with how big and cumbersome they can be. Well, you got these lean startups, man. Yeah. And just being around, being in a meeting, watching them like they don't do meetings that could have been an email. They just send the email, you know, like if you're in a meeting with them, they're, they're making some progress. And I'll never forget um, Chris Bacon, the COO at openly he's up there. And, and one of the agents on that council asked him um, like, Hey, you know, we'll throw something out. And Chris is like, ah, you know, that's kind of a, kind of a long way off. I don't know about, you know, that's, it, it's going to be a little while before we can do that. And the guy goes, well, how, how long is a little while? And Chris goes, I don't know, man, probably, six months. And I'm like, dude, I said, that's tomorrow for us in right in the industry for anything. And no, tomorrow for them is literally tomorrow. And the stuff that they were working on and, and where that company's wanting to go, it, it's fun to see the insurance world kind of take that, that approach to it. Um, you know, they, some of the data that they're pulling um, and yeah. being really smart about who they're insuring and going after a high-end client. I think from an insure tech standpoint, that's what kind of sets them apart from some of the other ones. Obviously I'm not as involved with, with, you know, the, the roots of the world and, and branch even we, we just got branched not long ago here in Georgia. So kind of trying to learn that side of it. Um, it's neat, the data they can pull, um, but it kind of it almost feels like they're, they're taking too much of a shotgun approach where openly feels very specific on, on who they want to ensure uh, what kind well, of yeah, it, when you're working with, and I'm sure you guys do this over there at Providence, but when you're working with lenders or you're working with realtors, they need quick, quick, you know, I don't know how many times as an, as a former agency owner or producer that I was too late. I'd get a yeah. quote back and be like, we already got this quote bound and issued. And I was only like within 24 hours. And they'd be like, yeah. no, we needed it like four hours ago. So with openly, to be able to have just that quick, like you said, the sorcery. You, I mean, it's pretty dope. You learn so much just in that 10 seconds. You plug it in, boom. Hey, we they got you a rebuild estimate right there. To you know, if you're looking at a deck page for a four hundred thousand dollar house and there's a showing six fifty, you're like, all right, well, there's a sales opportunity for me to kind of point this out. Um, and you could see if it's a decline, maybe they got some claims issues going on. Maybe they got some credit issues going on, but just that, that quick little 10 second plug in there, you learn a lot about, even if it's not with them and they're fine with it, obviously not coming to them. If you plug it into your, your multi-rater and figure out where it does need to go. Um, it just, it speeds up your whole process. It does. And again, name of the game a lot of times is first in first out. So uh, openly, man, I, I love that you're involved. So you said you've been on the council there for how long now? Yeah, it was, uh, it was probably, we met back in the fall, was the initial, they're calling it the ACE Council. Um, again, there's 12 of us from obviously brand new startup guy to 
you got some massive agencies in there. You they've got representation from some of the big groups, um, some old school family agencies that have been around. You know, I know you're second generation, man. There's some second, third generation people. In yeah. That um, aside from learning about them, just being in that room and being around people that think like you, that you've immediately got something in, co- in, uh, in common with is just such a, a cool environment to be in, man. That's, I will say, come from the captive world, having not being on an island is nice and being able to immediately make friends with these people and just kind of bounce ideas off of each other, man. It's just, it's awesome because there, there were some older people in there. They're asking us kind of how we're doing it. Um, and I, I think everybody gets better. You're the the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you got to, you know, you got to, I always try to be the, at the bottom of that average to try to keep bringing myself up, man. And that, that room, there are some bright people in that room, man. And if that's who's leading the insurance industry for going forward, I think we're in pretty good hands, man. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So let's, let's do this for a minute. Um, so I do have quite a few people that listen to the show that are on that captive side. And some of them are, you know, thinking, leaning pretty hard towards going to that independent side. And as you and I talked about, you listened to the episode with Sam Henley, and he was one of those that transitioned. And he gave some great thoughts and advice on that. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as we start to wrap up a little bit. What's been the biggest thing of the last two years uh, being an independent? You don't say anything bad about captive side, but what's been the biggest differentiator for you on that independent side? It was the homework going in um, and having having a really solid business plan and kind of knowing what you're going to do when you hit the ground running. Um, the, the more planning you can do, the better. Because once you hit the ground, if it does take off like it has now, I mean, we're, dude, it's not perfect. We're still buttoning stuff up on the back end because I, I had the AC management system, all that stuff lined up, ready to go. But I had to have data in it to make sure that it was going to the right spot. And so we're still kind of cleaning up some of that stuff on the back end because we hit the ground running so fast that it it, it was too much, you know. Um, so the more foundation, but don't get analysis paralysis. At some point, you got to pull the trigger and just do it. And you got to have faith and just, uh, you know, trust trust that God's got a plan for your life, too, and, and what he's what he's laid on your heart to go do and uh, just go do it, man. Um, the, I did, I, I spent, you know, like I mentioned a couple of years doing that research, run them all down. Everybody will have a conversation with you. Talk to carriers. Talk. If you got a buddy that's got a buddy that is a carrier rep, talk to them and just understand kind of where they're coming from. Come to find out one of the guys I played ball with in college is a, is a carrier rep. I didn't even know it. I looked him up and, uh, Actually, I talked to an agent buddy of mine. He goes, well, so-and-so, didn't you go to college with him? And I was like, yeah, matter of fact, I did. So had him kind of look over my business plan and get some pointers. And, uh, you know, I got to the point where he goes, look, there's a lot of people trying to do this stuff out of their basement that have no business plan whatsoever. So you coming in here with this, you having the production numbers from where you were before, um, doing running a good, clean ship, any carrier would be happy to have you. And so just really put thought into what you do. And and that'll put you leaps and bounds ahead of, uh, of the other people out there just trying to do it on a whim. So um, if you're intentional with it, it's going to show. And those carriers, the, the carrier appointments are not as hard as you as they're made out to be, to be honest. That may be one of the bigger secrets here. Now, we're running into a hard market here. They are tightening up. I think I did hit it at the right time. But, um, you know, put some feelers out there. You can talk to them before you go independent and start that relationship. This business on the sales side and on the agency side is all relationship driven. All of the carrier reps know each other. 
Um, you know, all the agents in the area know each other. They know if you're doing it right. They know if you're doing it wrong and just build those relationships. Even if you're a captain, man, reach out, go to some events, um, just kind of network a little bit within the industry, not just looking for sales. And you'd be amazed at the connections you can make. Uh, a great answer, man. I think it's a great answer. And uh, I, I appreciate that. My next question, I guess, follow up to that would be, what has the independent side done, you know, as far as what has it done for you? I know you've done a lot, you know, for your agency and, and building up to that, but what has it done for you as opposed to uh, the previous 11 years? It's taken away all my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, man, I used to be kind of a gym rat. I haven't been to the gym in like a year. Um, it's, it's one of those things, man, you just kind of run out of time because we, we are, I'm, I'm rapidly obviously trying to hire, you know, we crossed um, five million in written premium in two years, and that's double what the old book was in eleven years. So, like, it's it's been a lot to comprehend and a lot to get our feet under us. Um, and so, just really trying to trying to do that. I really do not have any hobbies right now. Honestly, it's uh, it's a grind. But I'm looking at it for from a family standpoint. You know, like, and this sounds so arrogant, kind of douchey to say, to be honest. But like, generational wealth and changing my family from me on. I'm the first yeah. Bagby to ever graduate college. And yeah. so kind of trying to make that change and changing the lives of the, the people that come after me um, is a goal. And just kind of trying to keep that in mind, understanding, and you got to have a spouse that understands it too. Um, 100%. Not that it's, you can hustle too hard, but there you still got to make time for your family and everything. But uh, it, it is, it's, it's a grind, but it, it's well worth it. Um, and I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Like it's this first two, two years of getting a business off the ground. It's going to be hard no matter what you do. Um, but having a plan to get yourself out of it, to get yourself out of that grind makes, makes it worth it. And you got to, maybe you hire one more person than you think you need right now. Maybe you hire two more, but, and you just kind of have, have to have faith that you're going to grow into it and they're going to be able to help you going forward. But uh, that, that's where we're at right now. I've got the right staff. Now it's systems and processes and just getting efficient to free us all up to uh, where we can all this, this month has been insane for us. We have more than doubled our monthly goal, um, monthly stretch goal actually this month. So spring breaks next week here in, in the County. So I'm looking forward to everybody kind of, kind of, taking some time to, to recharge, man. I think that's important. Um, keep, keep your mind right and the rest take care of yourself. Yeah. So when you're talking about, uh, monthly, you know, goals and monthly numbers, I mean, you just said you, you smashed through, you know, some goals there. Is that, you know, typical for you? Are you seeing month over month crushing goals? Not, no, not like this month. This is, um, uh, this is crazy special. for us. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're heavy personal lines. We're probably 75% personal lines and 25% commercial lines. Um, our monthly goal, man, I mean, I don't mind talking numbers. It's there's, there's people out there doing way more. Um, but I also don't want people that are one man shops getting discouraged with it. We're in premiums are different by state too. So Midwest is kind of hard compared to here in Georgia where rates are higher, but I mean, we our monthly goal is 260,000 and uh, we're at 520,000 for the month right here at the end of the thing. And our biggest month in between there is 340,000, but we average about 250 to 285, um, and just trying to be consistent with it. And that's the biggest thing is not having those swings to where you're writing a hundred one month and you're writing 500 the next month and just trying to be consistent with it. Because from a staffing standpoint, you're going to end up having a bad customer experience for a lot of people. If you can't get back to them, 
Um, if it's not good for them, then your referrals cut off and it's yeah. just, it'll snowball as, as good as it can snowball for you. It can snowball just as bad if you don't do a good job. So, um, I think not trying to do some big marketing push to get, which, yeah. um, it's good advice. Yeah. So it's, uh, consistency is key in this whole thing. Consistency in prospecting, consistency in, in advertising, consistency in, in the workflow, like we talked about. All that matters with uh, with what you're doing on the day-to-day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. And so, you know, that's a... Uh... That's a that's a grind right there, man. Um, and I think a lot of like you said, different sizes and different people listening to that. But just to hear, I appreciate you sharing raw numbers and real numbers there because that really is helpful for a lot of people that listen from you know the ones that do double that a month and the ones that do half that a month. So everybody's in between there, and everybody's got their own pace. And so, uh, so if anybody wanted to connect with you, reach out to you, you know, email you, talk to you, whatever it might be, you mind sharing a little bit of contact info? No, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Facebook, just, you know, Josh Bagby, uh, LinkedIn, same thing, Josh Bagby, Providence Insurance. And then, you know, my email is josh at providenceprotects.com. And, uh, you know, it's the website as well, providenceprotects.com. Google me, it should pop up. Um, yeah, dude. That's it, man. I am. I'm happy to help. I, you know, content's hard. If you're going to try to start a Facebook group, I've got some, uh, I got some horror stories on that. You know, we had a little thing called the pandemic that hit, you know, six yeah. months after we launched that group, trying to navigate that was wild going into a presidential election year. That was tough. So, um, yeah. you know, and then just for an encouragement to to take the leap from wherever you're at to starting your own gig, man, happy to help somebody with that. I had a lot of people help me. Uh, you know, I would call people that are my competitors now, independent agents in the area, and uh, they were gracious enough to help me out. And, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'll help anybody that wants to reach out. Dude, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you and I having this conversation. Uh, I appreciate Catherine for hooking us up. I appreciate the whole nine yards, man. Um, you know, I enjoyed having Ty on, you know, a couple of years ago and, you know, having having you on. And, uh, man, it's it's just been really cool. So uh, thank you so much. Good luck continuing forward. And let's stay in contact, obviously. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Hey, next time you're in Atlanta, holler at me, dude. Will do. Go dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Josh today in the show. Uh, yet another one that came from your suggestion and your introduction. And I'm so happy uh, that I was able to get him in and talk to you guys. If you have an idea for a show, if you have an idea for a guest, if you have an idea for some content, email me at heath at insurancetownpodcast.com or you can go to insurancetownpodcast.com, check out my website. Uh, click on uh, you know a link there. It'll direct you straight to me. Uh, I'm so loving uh, the content we've been putting out lately, and loving your feedback, and you know signing up for you know the services that we've got from our sponsors. I've heard so many great things there. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Whether it's Smart Choice Canopy, Cover Desk, Manscaped, whatever it might be. Uh, also, my friends over at Ready Set Podcast. If you've got an idea for your own show. Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. That's Ready, Set, Podcast. Turning your brilliant ideas into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.